2: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. Hello to all my listeners. I am back with another episode of Let's Be Clear. Today, I want to focus on the concept of beauty and what that means to me. And there's no better person to join this discussion than my dear friend, who is stunningly beautiful, a model, many things, Anne-Marie Courtright.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: I kind of wanted to first start with how we met. Although I wasn't married to the person that I was dating at the time, I sort of say that I got you in the divorce. Yes, you did. It was, uh, it was like a... Although he'll
3: argue, he got me too.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had we'd... to split myself, I but know. I did get
3: you. Yes.
2: I didn't get the other exes. I got you. Right. Which that's is a thing. good thing. Okay. So we met. I started dating a guy. His name is Jason. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lived in New York. And we were dating, I don't even know, like a month or two months, mm-hmm. maybe at the most. And he said, uh, I want you to meet like my best friend and his fiance, who I love. She's like a sister to me. Um, can we, you know, meet them tomorrow for brunch? For brunch.
3: Mm-hmm. In the East Village.
2: And I was like, oh, God, no! <laughs> I have to meet the friends, you know. I was not into it. And then when he was like, "Oh, and she's a model," I was like, "Stop like, it, yeah, no!" I was like, "I no, thank you. I don't need to be like the five four girl standing next to like a giant. <laughs> just not. I'm not interested." But it was important to him, and I was like, "Okay, fine." That was
3: the best decision you ever made? It really was. I'm just like put that up there,
2: but it was awesome. I think. I don't know. I mean, I know how I felt sort of meeting you and, and hanging out in that brunch and your your what's now your husband was your fiance at that time, Scott, which I can go into, but let's hear it from you first. It was like, love
3: at first sight.
2: Come on. <laughs> just put it out there. I mean, did you have any impressions? Like, I don't know if you knew who I was as far as an Come actress. On. Okay, She was Brenda. She walked in And the rest. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's Brenda. <laughs>
3: And then that was it. Then I called myself. <laughs> you know, there's very, very few people that get me starstruck. And that was you. And, you know, usually you meet those people that you're kind of into and you love watching them on TV and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't. It was a different case with you. So thank you. Here we are. 18 plus years later. I mean, I wasn't even married. I have a 15 and a half year old. So. Right. Yeah. We're going way back. Yeah. Yeah. But we still look just as good
2: well he, you definitely do yeah. that's for we sure we uh, get better with age i swear you have not aged i mean and and that's actually a really true statement i think that you specifically have gotten better with age and and we're going to get into this because it's, you know i'm constantly asking you like what do i do and it's because i look at you and i'm like how how does somebody's skin get prettier and better but before i jump in there Obviously, I went into that brunch a little trepidatious, and then I met you, and there was like this sort of familiarity, like mm-hmm. immediately, where I felt, oh, okay, I know this person, mm-hmm. and uh, like an instant comfort, gr- a girlship.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't know, I don't think that's a word, but I'm now creating a word. Um, there you go, girlship, because you know, especially back then, at mm-hmm. that point in time, girls were not always supportive of other girls. And I was definitely used to that being the case. And then all of a sudden I met you and I felt like, oh, this girl's got my back.
3: I think for the most case, I think in your business, in my business then, you know, it was hard to really make a bond with a new girl because, you know, you had to really watch your back. So when you found that person and that connection that you knew, they were like, wait, she's a girl's girl and she's got your back and it's real, you grab onto it. And that's how we are still here.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 insane how much I think women have sort of grown and evolved, where mm-hmm. we understand that there's room for all of us, and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to be as competitive. And instead, we can just support one another. And like with every job you got, with every positive thing that happened in your life, I was so excited. You celebrated for you. it, yeah, yeah, and vice versa.
3: Yeah, I never understood not celebrating other women's anyone's achievements that you care for in general i'm happy for everyone there's room for everyone and i truly feel that way like i am genuinely happy for my friends even if it was a model that was going up for the same job as me it didn't matter you know i'm like it wasn't meant to be like and i still feel that way there is everything's meant to be it happens for a reason and i think you really got to see the real me back then which a lot of people I feel like don't know the real me. They kind of judge me walking in the door. And I have many of those stories. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people like to judge you by just looking. And, you know, I used to be very reserved. I was bullied my whole high school life. And I was always very guarded in who I let into my life. And But at the same time, I always kind of knew when there was that good person that I kind of wanted to add to my core group of girls. And here we
2: are. I've watched people gloss over asking you a question because they assume that you look the way that you look that you're not going to know yeah. the answer
3: it's my favorite thing
2: it's <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite things too to watch to be a witness to because you are so incredibly intelligent and and is you as
3: intelligent is stupid i pay attention <laughs> you
2: pay attention and and you're studied if there's something that you don't know about you will do one of two things either you're the first to be like i don't know enough mm-hmm. to talk about it you will educate yourself on it yeah.
3: and then i'll come back and i'll be fully informed exactly yeah. and um, i learned that from my husband well, i have you, to tell you I i gotta give him a little credit he always says don't speak if you don't know what you're talking about just listen
2: you obviously know that your husband is one of my favorite people i know like scott and i bonded And we still bond he's a good therapist too he is he's a really good therapist like scott's helped me in numerous occasions and you know with the boyfriend that i had in common with you guys Mm -hmm. and through other relationships that i've been in while i've known you and certainly through my marriage scott was always sort of you know somebody that i that i went to along with you it was like a you know i was getting the female side and the male side yeah um and scott and i feel like we're very similar in personality you guys are very insightful yeah, I mean, again, so are you. But I do like, I do love watching you shut people down uh, with your I'm brain. I'm a lot more confident now. You are.
3: you, like, top, you top, Listen, you, Scott, and a few other people in my life gave me that strength to just be like, don't let the first impression of like, look at me walking in a room and that be the end of it. Like, now I make sure I'm like, loud enough for you to know that. not just the tall skinny girl
2: yeah the tall skinny girl with like the perfect bone structure (laughs) that bone structure is crazy my favorite photos is when i post the two of us with our like our cheekbones popping out and i just name it cheeks so okay so we met we obviously you know we stayed friends we've been through a lot together you gave birth to a beautiful you know quirky her own person smart um, very independent. independent, like young woman, live who's wonderful. I love that. Like my friends that have kids, because I feel like they're my children to mm-hmm. a certain extent. But I get to not have to deal with them twenty four seven. You get the good parts. Yeah, that's the best. Yes, you borrow them. Yeah, I like being Aunt Shannon. That works yeah. for me hundred um, percent. You were also the person that I called when i you know i started losing my hair from chemo and i remember uh i posted a photo on my instagram a while back but of me coming out of the shower holding like clumps and clumps and clumps of hair and i knew at that point in time that i had to do something about it because i i hadn't told anyone or the world or the media like what i was going through yet because you know, I was still coming to terms with it, but I mm-hmm. knew that somebody was going to get a photo of me yeah. that was unflattering with, you know, hair falling out yeah. and that I had to sort of take control over like my own narrative. But you know, and I've always
3: life. been very much pro us handling things and how we share it. Like I always tell you, no, we should put that out first. Like it should yes. be under your terms and not the paparazzi term coming out of the grocery store.
2: And you really did that for yeah. me. Like, yeah, you know, it was my, my mom was at the house and we called you and I was like, this is what's happened. I need you to shave my head. And you were like, okay, I have to stop. I have to leave my house. I have to stop and get the shaver mm-hmm. from, you know, I went to
3: the Malibu country. Where the, was it a right? Yeah, the CVS.
2: Yeah. Um, and you're like, so I'll, I'll be there. I'll try to be there in like 40 minutes.
3: You should have seen me through the
2: aisles. I think it was 38 minutes later. You like came knocking We're on like, the door. like three different choices, I'm so like, which one do you think would work? Yeah, I was like, I don't know, Emery. Right.
1: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this: there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
2: right rug flooring I mean it was a moment that was filled with a lot of emotions for me personally mm-hmm. like it was I was losing a lot of my identity because my hair was like a big thing throughout yeah. my life you know i remember you got being a lot of full hair Full hair. I remember mm-hmm. being offered like a, in the nineties, I got offered some uh, like shampoo endorsement for a big company. I won't say who it was, but I turned it down because at the time nobody was doing endorsements. Yeah. Um, like actors. Who would have ever known. Right. And so I was like, no, 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 no. I took myself far too seriously. I should have been like, I'll take that cash. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I did not. And so everything was, you know, all about like the Brenda haircut and the, this and the, that. And I, uh, and and yeah people were modeling their styles after your
3: brand haircut yeah yeah. obviously i've been through this with you and a few other friends and now including my mom so it's it's a big thing i interestingly enough you know throughout all of my like high school and like all the different things people were picking on me that my hair was the one thing they couldn't pick on there is something to be said for being able to understand to a certain degree what you were going through because I'm grateful for it. I appreciate it. And um, I think that somehow a dealer, that's probably why you pick me for the difficult things. Because you really always, I'm always there in like the big difficult decision times. But I also feel it's because I become your cheerleader and I become your entertainment. And in a, in a funny way, like I like to make things as light as possible because they are serious things. There yeah. are light alternating moments for you and everyone that knows me and you know that like i just come in here and make you laugh like we already know you have all the negative stuff negative stuff happening we know you're sick after chemo we know all these things so like there's no reason for me to come here and be like so how is chemo i'm like we're not going to talk about that because you know i care if you want to talk about it you bring it up but other than that i'm just here and i'm just going to be silly and make you crack up like that's my job to make you laugh till the end of days, yeah, I and I take you- that job very seriously. You're
2: also supportive in a way um, where I don't feel judged for being vain. You know what I'm no, saying? Never. Like most people would say, uh, no. and 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 I've heard it of like, you know, well, you should be so grateful that it was just your hair and no. that you're still alive. And I'm like, okay, first off, I am grateful that I'm alive. Like, I never said I wasn't grateful. Yeah, but. I'm still going to complain about why. I would be be way more grateful if I still had a hair, you know, like, yeah, why, why, you know, cancer takes away so much from you. Like, why did it also have to take away something that you've
3: been in, in front of the camera your entire life? Yes. You have been judged on how you look, right? Mm -hmm. Every single moment. So how can you not later, 25 years later, be worried about how you look? It's impossible. It's impossible. It's ingrained in
2: you. I mean, I think it's ingrained in everybody, regardless of what business you're in. You know, I think that there's the whole world. And I, I personally don't think it's bad to have a certain amount of vanity. I think that that's what makes you, you know, take a shower in the morning. I think it's what makes you brush your teeth. I think it's what makes you wash your hair. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it gets you out of bed. I care about my appearance. I care what I'm putting in front of people and I want them to, you know, see that I've put in somewhat of an effort yeah. and it's why sometimes I get so mad at paparazzi pictures of like me going into a grocery store at 7am, you know, like missing milk. I just need milk. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's all of a sudden I look horrible and it looks yeah. like I don't put in an effort or they get me right after chemo or, you know, yeah. so the shaving of, 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 of the head was extremely,
3: um, that was a pivotal
2: moment. That was pivotal and traumatic. Yeah. And I think it took you a few days to even realize
3: what had happened. Yeah. I think, you know, we, <laughs> I me mean, we have the videos. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, as I was doing it, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why did she put me? <laughs> and in, in my head, I'm like trying to be the perfectionist. I'm like, I should have watched the video. First of all, why didn't I cut some of the hair first? Like this machine is not going through. And I'm like, yeah, this is going great, Rosa, right? <laughs> She's doing amazing. Look how beautiful her head looks. I'm like,
2: I think you guys did end up pulling out like kitchen scissors, big kitchen scissors. Because
3: nobody tells you that like you can't just put the buzzer through hair this long. It just doesn't work. So like I kept like emptying the thing. I was sweating. Like it was... It was probably more stressful for me. I think it was very stressful. God, I hope she has a pretty hair underneath there. Please let oh the shape of my head
2: was very important to you. It was
3: like I was like just because then she'll just be gorgeous because she's already gorgeous. But if she has a nice
2: bald head, that's amazing. And And you did. And I didn't even think of like the shape of my head. Oh, I thought about all those things. You, You did make it funny. talking about like the humor because you once you cut it with the kitchen (laughs) scissors you then gave me like a little i gave you like a pixie no it was like a dorothy (laughs) hamill bob and you took photos (laughs) of me with this dorothy hamill bob this stuff she lets me do is actually you You gave me a mohawk you have really
3: let me get away with some crazy stuff that i don't think a lot of people get away with and we're still here and we've never had a fight we've never had a moment no like all these years I just agree with her.
2: <laughs> that's that's not true. You definitely do not just agree I just with me. You just
3: always say yes. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but you also were the one who figured out how I should post. I, was I wanted like,
3: it to be real, not like some like...
2: And you did it like where it was, you know, a progression and, mm-hmm. and it finally ended with like the result of, yeah. you know, a buzzed head. I think it was
3: important because I think a lot of women admire you. A lot of women look up to you that are going through something like this And we wanted to make it light, yet we wanted to make sure that, like, it had some meaning and that people can, you know, identify. And we did that. You can see in a matter of minutes the outpouring of comments of saying, you've made my day. You've made me so much stronger. You have really given me the strength to do this. Like, I mean, for weeks, I don't know if you remember, it was just, like, unbelievable the amount of people that you touched by sharing that moment. And that's invaluable. You know, like, people... And a lot of people don't realize the impact that you can have on someone that's been sitting at home by themselves going through something like this. And and they watch this post and they're like, if she can do it, I can do it. And that's very powerful.
2: Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't something obviously I was prepared for, Mm -hmm. as you know, when you clicked the, you know, go button on my Instagram. I remember I did it. You were like, you do it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't brave enough. Right. I was so scared. And um And you were like, no, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, we're doing this. And you did. And I just looked at you. I was like, oh, now what? Now what? Like, social media was still new at that point. And it was also like, what is going to happen? Like, are people... Where is this
3: going? Yeah. Are people
2: going to be upset with me that I was, you know, this honest? That or lied? Or or that I I hadn't been honest from the very beginning, right? That like, the moment I got diagnosed, I wasn't instantly on... Saying, hey, guys, I just got diagnosed yeah. with breast cancer. Like, how would they feel? How would they react? And and how how would it impact, like, future work for me? Of course. Which... That was um, a big
3: thing. Like, now I'm going to be the sick person who's going to want to work with me.
2: Yeah. and um, Which is still an issue. Yeah. Like, to this day. Like, there are people who, you know, like to be like, ah, you know, like, she might be too hard to insure or, you know well, how is she like, is her memory? Okay. And I'm like, did I have a photograph you've ever been? Yeah, like, <laughs> I think we
3: should worry about other people's issues more than this. Yeah, I you, think that you can run circles around most humans. So
2: put one thing in front of yeah. me, and I'll have like two seconds to look at it. And it's memorized. And it's yeah. in the vault. Um yeah. It was very, very, very scary. And you made it, you made it less scary. You helped with your humor. And, and just your like, general love like you're a very loving human being
3: well i always say i would like to leave the room and be like wow she was so nice not wow she was so pretty No, yeah. that's so much better i'd rather be nicer than pretty i'll take both yeah i'm not gonna say i care but isn't it much nice to be like wow she was so nice and she was beautiful and she was beautiful yeah but the inside part you know
2: i nowadays i think i think now i go for like wow she was so smart and funny like that's my favorite thing to hear i do like it when people say beautiful <laughs> of course because we all do i don't and because i don't feel it anymore
3: which is so crazy
2: i've gotten better yeah specifically like in the last few weeks <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like a long time uh, it's literally probably like the last month, really two months, that uh, I started feeling attractive again. But before that, I was feeling, as you know, because you're incredibly knowledgeable, particularly about the beauty field and about products that work, products that don't work, techniques that work, you know, lasers that are good for you, I have lasers. So much that are, of that
3: information.
2: You, you're like a wealth of knowledge. And I always call you Mm -hmm. and talk to you about it first, because I know that you're going to be like, do not get that. You have the wrong skin type for that particular laser. That's going to mess you up. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, they're charging, you know, X amount for that serum. It's way overpriced. You should get this one. That's Mm only $30. You have a podcast that you do Mm -hmm. that's all about wellness. Mm -hmm. That's like, about your gut, and you do it with yeah. Jamie. Can you tell? Us yeah, it's,
3: so it's called beauty from the inside out because the beauty comes from within. What we put in our bodies. I have this argument with Shannon a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys follow her on Instagram. I make her drink, drink the green juices, you know, before and after chemo, try to like clean her system out. At first, she was like, "This is disgusting," and now she begs me to bring her green
2: juices. I, I, I was really, I was actually really disappointed that you did I not know. bring me green juice. Today. Well, I made so.
3: Do you want to know the truth?
2: (laughs) You made and then you drank it. No,
3: (laughs) I I went to make it. I got all the ingredients and I forgot one of the main ingredients. So I was like, hmm, what am I going to do? So anyway, so I made it with blueberries and I took everything that I had in the freezer frozen and threw it in there. And it was good. But I just, it was like this weird purpley burgundy color. I was like, there's no way she's gonna wanna drink this. I mean, you got me to
2: drink green juice. So, you know, but instead you brought Pita Boo today. So that was perfect.
3: That was so good. It was really good.
2: I feel like because I was always so small, people assumed that I didn't need as much food as they did. And so you would go for more, so like the food would all be gone, and I would, and I, I was a more slow eater, and um, which is supposed to be really, which good is supposed to be good for you, and the food would be gone, and I was like, like, did like, excuse me, did I not want some of that appetizer, like, yeah. and I remember with some in laws that I had at one point in time in my life, uh, it was like the first time I had met them, and lovely people, and they like they made food. But it was here's what I was eating, and then here's what because it was cooked at different temperatures, and then here's what everybody else is eating, and mine was like a super small portion.
3: And, and I guess it was well done.
2: I remember looking at that, being like, "What?" And and I'm like the you're opposite. offended. I was offended. I'm like, "You're like, excuse me." I'm like, "Listen, my metabolism is just fast. That's why I." But I love food, and yeah. I want it. It's a mistake that people make of the two of us. And
3: yeah, and you're yes. the exact same way. In like, the room, you there could be twelve people here eating and she and I will clean out the kitchen. Clean out the kitchen. Yeah. And then we don't stop moving the next day, cleaning the kitchen. Cleaning That's the kitchen. That's how we lose it. Okay, so back, back, to, back wellness. to your podcast yes.
2: of Beauty from the Inside Out. Beauty from the Inside Out. Because yes. you really do like believe in that. Yeah. And you I like do to the juicy things.
3: Yeah. You know, I think that I I kinda got into the wellness Let's just backtrack for a second. I didn't grow up like that. I grew up eating and loving food in Puerto Rico, right? But not necessarily the healthiest food. A lot of the food is fried. There's just a lot of like not healthy ingredients, delicious, and it makes you really happy. And everyone's (laughs) really happy at the end of the meal. But I think when I decided that I wanted to get pregnant, I went on this rabbit hole of like, How do I prepare my body to be the cleanest? And then I went into this journey where I was like really trying to understand how food affected our body. And from there on, you know, I have done every cleanse, every diet from the original juice cleanses, which, by the way, are so bad for you now. Mm -hmm. Like I've tried everything that has come and gone until I finally found a really good balance of eating the things I like, having lots of desserts. As you know, I'm obsessed. Shanna makes the most insane. Blueberry.
2: Bread pudding. Bread pudding.
3: pudding. Oh, and then she puts the like glaze over it. So anyways, listen, I constantly, I I don't wanna make it seem like it's so easy because it's not. It's a constant battle for me to balance what's good for my body and what my brain wants. And that's kind of how I ended up in the journey with Dr. Jamie who I got introduced um, by Shannon's and I trainer, who we use all the time. Kira. Kira. And um, she was one of the best introductions I've ever had because she is so good at just explaining things in a simple manner. And there's zero judgment coming from her. So it doesn't matter how you like to do it, how difficult or easy it is for you, She's just going to be in that journey with you. And I remember, I think maybe three, four meetings with her. I said to her one day, I was like, I've people have asked me before to like do podcasts about this The other I said, I've never had an interest because I do not want to hear myself speak. I don't think anyone cares to hear hear Anne-Marie by herself talking about this stuff. I said, but I would love to do this with you because I would love to do like wellness for dummies. And what I meant by that was that I can have all my questions prepared and have her answer them as if I was the patient. And it was so fabulous from the
2: moment we started, it was just laughs. Since knowing you and since you went on your sort of beauty journey Mm -hmm. and discovering what was like really good for your body and what to put in it, I've gotten much better. Yeah, And yes, you sometimes have to bring me juices or you have to come here and use my juicer, but I've definitely become a lot more aware. Well, because you can
3: see it. Yes. Your eyes, the widening your eyes gets clearer. You feel yeah. better by yourself. I'm sure that you have days where you've done chemo and you wanted a burger and fries, which by the way, I approve every day, in and out, whichever. And the days you do the juices, It just, you do feel better. One's mentally better, the other one's physically better. And they're both good because one day you need one, the next day you need the other. It's not just one thing. You can be happy with the way you eat, the way you exercise. It doesn't have to be
2: all in or all out. Well, I mean, we're living in a very like uh, extremist world. You know, people are very, it's either we are like this direction or that direction. direction. It's like, we're too
3: skinny. We're not healthy enough. Right. Think about that. Like I was told once I wasn't I was uninsurable. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? I was on their way for my height. And I go, would you like to follow me for the next week? Because there's nothing else I can do.
2: That's really interesting because, um, you know, like the United States, they 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 have the thing where it gives you like what your ideal weight should be. But what they don't take into account is that Sometimes what they claim is the ideal weight is too thin for some people yeah. and too heavy for other people mm. because your your bones really make a difference. Yeah. Like I'm very fine boned and so are you. So the extra weight and believe- – You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that long ago that I had a lot of extra weight on me, like the meds that I was on and everything else. It's also
3: retention. It's not even weight. It's just water retention. Mine was,
2: uh, yeah, water retention. It was a lot of weight. I was extremely depressed. I was on meds that were, you know, messing with me, not like cancer meds, you guys. Um, You know, I'm sure other people think I should be on other meds, but I'm talking about the cancer meds. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So... It, I put on, like, a lot of weight. I've never weighed yeah. that amount. And I I couldn't stand myself. Like, yeah. I was really depressed. And not just for the
3: physical part, because it just doesn't feel good to you.
2: Oh, I felt yeah. like yeah. none of my clothes fit me. Yeah. I felt gross. Yeah. I just didn't. But to other people, they were like, oh, she looks so healthy. Right. And you're like, what? And I'm like, I'm not healthy. Yeah. Like, this is not healthy yeah. for me. This is too much weight on my body. It's yeah. too much weight on my bones. Yeah. We're, we
3: all don't fit in that one box correct. it's
2: impossible and we all have a different like body mass bones yeah. like everybody has a different thing and so you really have to figure out what is what is your version of healthy
3: yeah it's the same with skin it's the same with all of it it's like you have to find what works for
2: you you know you look at jlo for instance mm-hmm. and i'm bringing her up because i was in italy in in august and she was there and she was you know as close to me as you are and I was like how how does she yeah. have this skin like yeah. she's like she me. takes care
3: of herself like she you does do. a yes. lot of the things i do but so and she's been doing it forever which
2: is like prevents but still that yeah. you know but yeah i have to i have to be yeah we have completely i have different to accept skin. who i am my yeah. genetics and then go all right how do i get to the best version of my skin that i can possibly get so going into that as you know Especially with all the cancer meds, right? That's
3: like, let's what not I was forget to. about that, right? Like it's the same with like your hair. Everything's gonna, you know, people never know how their hair is gonna grow back, right? It's the same with your skin. Your skin might get thinner, it might get thicker, it might get more wrinkled, it might get more light, it might get more gray. Throughout the years, your skin's changed a lot. You know, depending on the meds that you were on, your skin was changing. So we had to like change what you were doing because you're like, okay, now I'm too oily. Now I'm too dry. Or my hair is doing this or two, you know, like there's always going to be a different reaction when you're going through these treatments, which is the thing that I think a lot of people don't talk about, you know, especially when they have cancer. Like I have these conversations with my mom all the time and I always say, text Shannon, she'll know, or text my other friend. I'm like, see what they're thinking, what they're doing. I mean, I'm not sure how deep we want to get into this, but there's a lot of other things that happen when you're getting chemo.
2: okay well i think that we don't feel as comfortable talking about it because again it goes back to the thing of of others that don't have cancer and that are not going through um this journey they they're like why like you're just lucky to be alive like that's you should just be focused on staying alive and who cares about your skin and i'm like no 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 no, i do yeah because you know i'm i'm Anybody that's telling you that should not
3: be part of your life.
2: Right. I'm a woman. No. I care about how I look. I do eventually want to meet somebody else. I do want to mm-hmm. fall in love again. I, But more importantly, I want to fall in love with myself again. Yeah, right? Exactly. And I haven't felt great about myself for a really long time. Like those cancer meds, chemo, radiation, everything. It sucked every bit of collagen out. All of a sudden, I got a gazillion wrinkles. I was like, what the hell is this about? And then... And stress. And stress. Lost my hair. Grew back. Then, you know, I had to do brain radiation. The hair, like, patchy. Then the treatment, the infusions that I'm on now. It's amazing that you're
3: still cracking up and smiling. If people (laughs) really knew. Think about it. If people really knew what you truly go through every day. The ups and downs. And, you know it's so hard like to really grasp i know that we should be grateful for everything we have and be thankful and be so happy to have a roof and to have food and to have water all of these things but like when did we stop being human yeah. why can i have a bad day you know and it's like you and i have this conversation which i think i feel very comfortable having it with you where i'm like You could be coming out of chemo, and you could be basically feeling like shit, pardon me, about to throw up in the highway on your way home, and I'm having a shit day, and I feel okay telling you I'm having the worst day ever, and you will literally stop and listen to me, and that to me is true friendship right there.
2: It's also all relative, you know, like my my crap day but is you different me than that. your crap day, no, but, but you they're, taught they're me still that. just as important as each other's. Like my chemo doesn't trump your day.
3: Exactly. But you taught me that. You taught me. I remember you yelled at me once because you're like, how did I not know you haven't been feeling well? Yeah. And in my head, I was like, because what you're going through and you're like, what's wrong with you? That's not really what you said, but I'm not going to repeat it exactly <laughs> word by word. And I was They'll have like, to bleep you. Yeah, bleep me a lot. And then... And you were like, Anne-Marie, you're my friend. If you're having a bad day, I want to know about it. You know? And that is priceless. Because there are very, very few people in my life and in your life where we can truly be ourselves. And that's that's priceless.
2: I mean, you are, because um, I know that you were about to get into this and you were hesitant, so we're going to. There are things that I will only discuss with you. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've been very honest with you about, and we sort of have gone down the path together. You've like taken me to Dr. Sherry Ross was what, um, what cancer does to your libido, what it does Mm to, I mean, listen, when you're feeling not great about yourself, that's gonna kill your libido. But then when it actually impacts your libido, when it takes, when meds take your libido away, or it makes, you know, things not as pleasant, like Mm -hmm. sex doesn't feel as good, whatever it is, women, Particularly when you get to a certain age, like, or when you start going through menopause, is really I think when perimenopause. Perimenopause. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? But that's when it all starts happening. When like a woman's sex drive really, really, really changes, and you know, there are some women who take a lot of hormones for it in order to balance it out. There's some women who don't want to take hormones, but they still want balance. Well, now
3: we have alternative things, and now we we have alternative
2: things. Dr. Ross
3: has really been a pioneer in that area. She so this is stroke. Dr.
2: Sherry Ross. Yes. She's uh, located OBGYN. in, yeah, she's a gynecologist yeah. and she's listed, she's in Beverly Hills, Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Yes. She, she makes s- me blush a little bit, I she gotta be does. honest. Like, I
3: know, you're so much more, cons- even though we're both conservatives in our own upbringings and like our backgrounds, she like, I'm kind of like, I think the modeling business is a little bit more open than the mm-hmm. way you you were. And <laughs> I remember sitting in the office with her <laughs> Because, of course, I
2: took Shannon to the OB appointment and I sat there with her because that's what I do. Um, and I remember... And by the way, she took me because, you know, I specifically said to her, yeah. like, I, you know, I need to do something. This things is, are not working. Things aren't working. And this yeah. isn't the life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also don't want my husband to yeah. to to live like this. So I need to, you know, figure this out. Yeah. And so, Anne-Marie... Next I, day. I, I already had a gynecologist, but she was like, no, 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 no. there's one person that you need to go to, and that's Dr. Sherry Ross. Yeah, so now keep going.
3: And so we went there and, you know, she goes and Shannon gets her exam and she comes out, she's like, "Me in the office, I'm sitting in the office, and she's got all these little displays of things, (laughs) of toys. Then she goes, here, Shannon, take this. And Shannon like shoves it in her back. She's like, you think you can see it? And I'm like, I'm like, no one can see it. No one knows it's in there. She's like, are you sure? And she's like, you're gonna take this home. And this is how you're going to use it. And she was like, Shannon was like, I've never seen her this embarrassed. I, I was probably the only time. I and I was red. like, and then the next day I'm like, so how did it go? And she, you're like, I'm not telling you. And I go, it's still
2: in your bag, isn't it? She's like, yep. Yep. Still in my bag. Still in the bag. Still in my bag. Um, I think so, it stayed in my bag for a really long time. Yeah. Um uh, she, she, I mean, listen, I'm, I think I'm turning red, just like, by the way, I'm watching you right now. Now, you're, you're sweating. I can I see am, it. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm like, Oh my God, I need to turn on the AC in here. Um, but people don't understand yeah. that it's not, you know, perimenopause menopause, just getting older, all of it impacts, not just, you know, your exterior. It doesn't just impact your skin, but it's also impacting the whole way that your body is reacting and responding. And then you add to that cancer meds, you add to that chemo or, and it just zaps you of, of everything. And it takes away. Yeah. It takes away your confidence. It takes away like your identity. And like I, for the last solid couple of years, uh, probably four years have felt like a boy, like I thought I looked like a boy. You're I are one hot-looking boy. Thank you. I mean... Um, I just... You know, and obviously there were other things, you yeah. know, now I know that we're playing into it about, like, you know, other contributing factors into, into how I felt. But at the end of the day, like, me feeling like that didn't help anything in my relationship. Of course not. Because then I'm not you know, engaging with full confidence, which yeah. is a problem in a relationship. It was impacting me. Yeah. Well, it's like you said
3: earlier, it's like you have to learn to love yourself first and you weren't loving yourself. So how can you even have somebody else love you? It's hard.
2: I mean, the one thing I was like, there's two things. That I, one is a serious thing, which is when I discovered, um, you know, the intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. which really got like that first initial weight off of me. I mm-hmm. think I lost like ten pounds. I remember on that, when you first on it diet. was more than that. Um I mean I lost 10 pounds like two weeks. Yeah. Like quick. Yeah. Um and while eating amazing food yeah. and just, you know, only eating between yeah. twelve and eight. And then being careful of what I was putting into my body and, you know, having prepared meals, like that really did it. And then then I always joke that one of the most amazing things about my infusions is that, you know, it made me throw up a lot. And so all the rest of the weight came Almost off <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, I
3: guess. See, this is the thing. Sometimes you just got to laugh at it.
2: I mean, you got to find the positive in everything, you right? You have
3: to. There is no other way around it. And honestly, if you can't laugh in life, I don't know what you're doing. You can have bad times, but you got to laugh.
2: Yeah. You
3: got to make yourself laugh and cry.
2: Yeah. Cry yeah. while laughing. I mean, all of our New York trips. I remember I was in New York, and I was at Marquee, Noah <laughs> Tappenberg's club. <laughs> and um, oh boy! And I'm not going to say who it was, but it's it was a you know, sort of famous journalist, I guess we could say. And um, was I there? I, I started making out with him, and I was uh, not there. My friend was with me, who is gay, and I got up. To like go talk to someone that i knew and i came back and my gay friend was making out with the journalist oh my <laughs> god oh my god i know and he took him home and i was like well there goes that there goes that i guess he you know i guess i guess my friend was more his type and that's awesome but like those were the kind of you know nights that we had back then or at least that i had and you were you were probably more well behaved than I was. I've always been a good, well behaved yeah. child for the most part. It also made it great for me. It was great. It you was were great. like more of the responsible yeah. one and and the one that would look at me and be like, he's not that cute. Trust me tomorrow. You're going to you would regret yeah. it. Like, no. let's go. And I was like, OK, cool. All right. I, yeah. I, I trust Marie with that decision. We have fun. June 30th, 2024. All right, so this is good. And I know that it's, I know that it's like hard because there's probably not one thing and you've kind of addressed it, but like, what are your beauty routines? Currently, well,
3: not currently. I think for the last two years, maybe a little bit more, I have really focused on Finding the perfect routine because I'm working on my own little thing that
2: may or may not be coming at some point sooner. Or I not. will be the first one and so in the store. I
3: it. like to do a thing that I, I mean, it's not my thing, but it's called skin recycling. So basically what I like to do is try a lot of different products in different ways at different times of the day, in different orders until I just find that good combination. And I think I finally figured it out, but I can't tell you just yet. You're you're there. It's coming. So it is very important. I'll tell you one thing that I've learned. The reason you keep your skin moisturized, glowy, hydrated, it's by sealing the moisture in. So when you're applying a product, make sure that you don't start with the dewy, gooey stuff first and then put the liquidy stuff after. Because... That doesn't make any sense, right? Right. Think about it. So you're going to put <laughs> your yellow ball. <laughs> My yellow. That's Wait. basically going to be a barrier. Yeah. That's supposed to be your top. That's supposed to keep all the things that you put in there pressed in. Continue to hydrate you throughout the day. Right? What? So for example, I'm going to give you one for free. Okay, thank you. You take, you do a mist. If you're going to do a toner. I like a mist. I spray it. I pat it down. In the morning, I'll do a hyaluronic acid. So you put it in while the skin is damp. People don't realize that you shouldn't put hyaluronic acid on dry skin. You mist, you do the hyaluronic acid, then I do a serum or an oil. They're pretty much similar. And then you do a balm on top.
2: Right? So what about like just a normal lotion moisturizer? Do you ever use those or are you a balm girl?
3: You know, it depends. If I'm somewhere hot. I'll probably avoid the balm and then I'll do a sun protection lotion type thing. And, um, but for the most part, I find that, that at my later age, as I may or may not be entering, entering perimenopause, which people don't like to talk about it because it makes you old. Right. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to own it. I'm going to talk about it so everybody knows what they need to do. Um, I just feel like I really need that extra help. Because what happens is, if you allow your skin to get dry and dehydrated, when certain things happen, it that's when you get like your wrinkles and your stretch marks, right? Like it happens when a woman is pregnant towards the end of the pregnancy. I always tell everybody, you gotta really lotion that belly, like you gotta make it so gross that you can like pick it with your nails. Ugh! Because <laughs> guess what? Those last thirty days, everything stretches, everything changes, and if it's dry. You're going to get a stretch mark. You're going to get a wrinkle. So the most important thing is to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And I always say, you just try to delay as much as possible. And how do you delay that process? It's by hydrating and drinking lots of water, some wine at night, and lots of green vegetables. So that's kind of like, you know, I do some other things. I do some treatments, nothing invasive. I have yet to inject myself because I'm
2: just petrified of the needles. Yeah. So, so I like, mean,
3: this is, you can see, I can move.
2: No, I'm <laughs> looking at you. Your face moves. Yeah. Um, mine does too. Yeah, there you go. But I have had Botox. Yeah. You've done it a couple of times Yeah, I've done yeah. it a couple of times. Um, I think the last time I did it was like, I think six months ago.
3: Okay. Um, She didn't take me to that appointment.
2: No, that was when I called you. That was with Dr. Jason Diamond. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's so great. He is great. It was yeah. the first time I'd oh, ever yeah. been to him. I forgot him. that
3: you went to him. He's yeah. great. He's so light-handed. A lot of my friends go to him and he's lovely. Yeah. He understands the skin very well. He understands muscles. That's the one thing that people really don't understand that you can really, you need to understand there's so many things happening. There's so many little muscles and like nerves in the face that yes. you, you inject someone wrong. So that's why you're going to go for it. I'm not disapproving. Just go somewhere go where that right person, person. understands. Plastic surgeons are great at the baby Botox. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it.
2: So I, I have I have I've had a plastic surgeon besides Dr. Diamond do Botox and it was horrible. Like so bad. I walked in that like two days later like my husband looked at me and said, what did you do to your face? I know I'm, I, I don't, uh, because we're, we're not divorced yet. We're in the middle of a divorce. So I never know what to call him. It's okay. He's still a husband. Um, he was like, what did you do to your face? Like my, like my nose wouldn't yeah. even move. It was terrible. And then, um, a friend of mine suggested this other guy, Dr. Uh, Bradley Friedman, who is great. He's on Pico and like a really small mm-hmm. little There's spot. a lot of very and talented he people. Totally understands like, yeah. the muscle and how yeah. to hit and then and then i went to diamond yeah because i wanted to get like an overall sort of yeah. assessment um i wanted to be told like that i didn't need a facelift you know i like went in to be like oh i'm here for a facelift consult and what i wanted to hear was like you no don't you don't need, need one and <laughs> instead what i heard was oh you're a great candidate for it and i was like no, <laughs> <laughs> no not yet it petrifies me but um that'll be an interesting uh
3: moment in life
2: oh my god i don't know I will if i be can there do to it. make fun of you
3: just so you know
2: i don't know when they put that wrap around your face <gasps> it really scares me i will wheel me. you in the wheelchair and i'll make fun of you the hallway i don't want to come out like a different person that's what you don't really have to. frightens me
3: i you know there's technology is amazing these days by the time you actually get the guts to do it which will be another 10 years you don't even have to do that the technology will be so advanced it'll be so easy and you know it's just I do believe I like that whole theory of like starting early on doing little tiny things Mm -hmm. to your skin. If it matters to you. Yeah. You know, I think that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with anything. (laughs) Like do what makes you happy. Right. And that's the thing, right. Is that there's
2: such a, um, sort of stigma of women who people hide, you know, they get the Botox and they get the lips done and they get a facelift and then they want to deny that they got any work done. And, And, or people judge them and are like, you got work done. Well, first off, if they don't want to tell you, it's not your business. Like, leave them alone is my first thing. I I watch it on Instagram a lot where certain girls um, get accused all the time. And I'm like, it's called filters. I'm like, yeah, by the way, it's filters, a lot of filters. And, but it's also like, it's none of your business. Like, who cares? It's up to you to be your own individual. It's yeah. not up to them to yeah. teach you how to be an no, individual. I mean, listen, all these things
3: can be private, not private. It's, it's all, and also, but it's also how you present yourself, right? Because there's a movement right now of all these people magically
2: getting very skinny,
3: and they're like, oh, I just drink this. Oh, you and mean I the olympic
2: movement. Let's said call it. it like it
3: is. I mean. Yeah, uh, it's
2: very unrealistic for the young people who do not have diabetes and shoot you up with with something that is specifically for diabetes to each
3: their own. But don't go and promote your workout line, right, and your supplements as to how you got that thing. That's unfair. That's unhealthy for our children watching you and following you. A hundred percent. That's my only problem. I don't care if you want to shoot yourself with Ozempic every day. You go for it. Here's the warning signs. You still want to do it? Be my guest, but do not lie to the children that are following you by telling them that please take this supplement and do this workout for 15 minutes because no workout for 15 minutes is crap.
2: Right? Because because people are that, impressionable. Makes, that makes me angry. Can you see how my mood changed? But you're but you're right because yeah. you have a daughter mm-hmm. who's right in that like age group of being, you know, and. Im- impressed by certain people yeah. and wanting to they're impressionable wanting to look like them and guess what i'm a lot older than your daughter just in case you didn't know and i'm impressionable yeah like i so look am I. I look at women and i'm like how did they get that butt how did they get that yeah. face oh i need to do their workout i need to do this and let me tell you i'll try it for like a month and i'm like yeah. nothing's changed yeah 7 minute workout i'm like doesn't work because then hard work will
3: pay off Anyone can lose anything they want. Anyone can build their best version of their body, but it takes a lot of effort. So that's the only part I have an issue with. Talk about the fact that it takes a lot of work. I work out. Listen, I go on and off. I've been on my back to working out know, since I got better from my crazy ear issue. Um I'm
2: going on three months. Uh this is a hard one for me. And I'm curious what you think. Um as you know, like my hair has been a struggle, particularly mm-hmm. since like I started. So I had brain surgery in January, followed by uh, brain radiation. Lost some of my hair from that, mm-hmm. but also the texture of my hair there changed. Was a text
3: at some point there were. We may have to shave my head again,
2: right? Yeah. And then um, I'm on, you know, infusions that mm-hmm. I get every single three weeks, and you know, it was only supposed to call light, cause light shedding. It did more than light shedding, and as you know, I wore a hat nonstop yep. to like cover it up, and I got sick of wearing a hat. And I found this place that does. It's called an interlace system. Okay. Essentially, it's a weave, okay. right? Okay. Um, there's. It's different than extensions because extensions have um, a certain amount of metal yes. in them, and I you have to get MRIs all the yeah. time, so I can't have any metal. Okay. Um. So it's it's basically like you know a mesh with breathable holes that they whatever hair you have left goes through. If you have zero hair, like some people, then they do tape. And you know, I my hair was down to here with this interlace system. And it was too long for me. I couldn't manage it because I haven't had hair in a while. And so I got all this hair all of a sudden. I know. I saw it the other night. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And yes. I'm, you know, I'm getting used to the feeling of hair again. That was um, my
3: first question. I'm like, how does it feel?
2: Right. You did ask me that on the phone, on FaceTime. And I was like, it all feels good, except like this still feels like I'm wearing a little bit of a hat. But it looks great. Thanks. I struggle with it. And here's the reason why I struggle because I feel, I feel like, I feel like it's my responsibility and that it's also what I'm, most proud of about myself to be fully authentic and transparent, but particularly when it comes to cancer, I feel a lot of responsibility and good responsibility, right? Like I embrace it, Mm -hmm. but I have had thoughts in my head about like, am I being inauthentic right now? Am I, am I, is my authenticity going to be, is it, is it in question by myself um, because I'm not embracing the full experience of going through what I'm going through and with, what so many other women are going through. And like the first time, you know, we shaved my head or I wore a scarf. Sometimes I went out completely bald,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but either way it was, you know, This is me. This is what happens when you have cancer. And I think that just this time around, maybe it's going through a divorce. Maybe it's being my age. Maybe I think you're overthinking it. Maybe it's all of it. But I wanted to like, I'm trying to feel somewhat normal. Yes. And I'm trying to like myself more. Yeah. And I thought that having hair might help. And to a certain degree, it really has helped. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I I can be pretty sometimes again. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay.
3: That The fact that that's even going through your head, that you're not being like true to yourself or you're not being like real, you're insane. You're like the most real person when it comes to sharing your cancer journey. You don't hide anything. Like it's all up for grabs, literally. So I think you need to just... And by the way, you might be getting some people the guts to be like, I'm going to go do that weave. If Shannon do it, I can do it.
2: I mean, by the way, it is very, it does lift you up a little yeah. bit. There it has is to lift you up a lot. Yes, Wait, there is not, something about it. And having
3: hair, hair, that it's part of a woman's feminist femininity it is part of what makes you sexy Mm -hmm. it is part of like going on a date and having pretty hair yeah hair is so important And meanwhile
2: your hair is growing underneath it like the system is such a good system that your hair grows so like hopefully it only gets better and
3: better it's amazing like the technology and all the things to make you people that are going through what you're going through make it a little easier because you you don't change a bit of how you're handling this and how you're sharing things you are not an open book for the most part so thank you thank you for having me
2: i love you i feel very blessed
3: to have you in my life thank
2: you for being on i love you um all right guys thank you for listening And that was Anne-Marie Courtright, my beautiful, amazing, wonderful friend. And when I say beautiful, I truly do mean from the inside. I'm her funniest and nicest friend. And that is also true. Um, So thanks to listening to Let's Be Claire with Shannon Doherty. And see you next time.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: June 30th, 2024.